Pull up a bar stool. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Social Media Podcast 2017 edition. Man, this is going to be a good one. Uh, so we got JR back on the show. And so JR will always take the wheel and we'll talk business stuff. Things that, uh, you know, kind of change in pace a little bit. Not necessarily talking about Facebook. And recurring theme that we are going to discuss that came up at my dinner table last night was, you know, my lesson learned for 2016. Just finding a balance between simplification and complication. If your eyes are glazing over, my son's eyes were glazing over, JR's eyes were glazing over when I said that. So we'll get into details of what that means. So enjoy it. Now, something else that we're going to get to eventually is that I am going to be venturing off to for a little experiment. And I'm going to start creating content that's more entrepreneur-based, focused. So um, I'm, I'm planning to, to publish my first post for entrepreneurs here shortly. And then uh, hopefully even have a free webinar later this month. And if that all works out, we're talking training programs, community, etc. So if this is something that interests you, give me a shout. Whatever is easiest, you can send me an email at info at you can also just tweet me, at John Loomer. Whatever. Hit my Facebook page, John Loomer Digital. Whatever you want, man. But uh, I'm certainly interested to know how that works out. All right, we ready for this? Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with the first edition of the Social Media Pubcast of 2017. We're inviting you to the virtual pub. I almost forgot it. And we get drunk on social media. JR, regular guest here. How you doing, JR? Happy New Year. Oh, you're Can gonna, I talk now? You're going to do that. You're going to do that. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you. So, you know how it works around here. I hope you have a beverage of some sort. Yes, I do. And I am going to... This year, I think, for the next few episodes, I'm going to try different shots. Mm. But I have to go to a go-to shot, which is Fireball. So, you're going to take a shot right now? Or are you just going to sip it? Oh, I'm gonna take a shot right now. <laughs> I can't sip. I can't sip Fireball. Okay, you go for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on because uh, I, I, I'm balanced. Like I don't. I, I feel like if I have anything that's uh, straight alcohol, I'm just gonna pass out right now. I'm tired. But I'm working on a coffee and Kahlua, a little extra Kahlua. And you know, there's it's extra dangerous because Lisa's mad at me because she never got any Kahlua and I finished off the Kahlua. So this is extra dangerous drink. But in my brand new Yeti mug, as I'm talking on my Yeti microphone. Did you just pass nice. out pass out after that? Uh, no, I haven't so. done it yet. Oh, I'm well. about to right All right, well, cheers, man. Cheers. 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 All right, so, you know, I know. I know <laughs> oh, you feel good? You feel good? You going to be all right? 
had to chase that down with a little water. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so I know how this, how we did this last year, but I guess, you know, I don't know if you're looking for any changes since it's the new year, but typically JR grabs the wheel and I guess today's probably going to tell me that I need to tell, tell him what we're talking about, but I guess we'll find out. It'll surprise me. But usually we talk about business related things. I mean, what do you think? What are we talking about today? Oh, we're going to talk about a few things. I feel like this is going to be a little bit of last year. A little bit of the new year and we'll see where it goes from there mm-hmm. but so I received a text from you yesterday that's what we're gonna talk about <laughs> so I received a text from you yesterday and I don't know if it's that's the thing about text you really don't know what the context is of what someone's talking about but from what I see here in my text, you were, had a discussion at dinner yesterday about the themes of 2016. And I want to know from your words what the theme was for last year for you. Well, so so what we're, we've been doing, and understand this is not me. This is Lisa, who's just an amazing mom. She printed off all these questions. And we go over one question each night at dinner. Um, so you, every night, a different one of the kids grabs a different uh, piece of paper. And yesterday, the question was something to the effect of, um, what was the greatest lesson learned of 2016? And uh, I was the last one to answer because I really struggled with it. But when, because I, I, I always try to suck her out of it, like, oh, maybe they'll forget about me because we'll, we'll keep talking about somebody else's answer. But they came back to me, and I, de- I decided on that the, my lesson learned from 2016 is that there's a balance between simplification and complication. Um, and, of course, their eyes glazed over. <laughs> As mine said, are glazing over, <laughs> but I'm not sure if it's the fireball or yeah. so. But, they, but I, I explained it because Michael was the one who was most curious, and I explained it to him. I was like, well, you understand that the, the entire year last year, was my, my goal was simplifying my life. And so it was all about not doing um, things I don't need to do, have someone else do them, not doing things I don't want to do anymore, don't like to do. Um, and, 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 you know, I really limited the amount of effort while maximizing the amount of uh, output and revenue, ultimately. Um, it was my best revenue year while doing the least amount of work. That, that sounds bad, but that's pretty much the way it was. Um, but what I learned from that, and that, you know, and, and that sounds great, but I found last year to be the least rewarding. And that, um, you know, looking back at, especially, we'll say, Three years ago, you know, somewhere around that three, two, three years ago, um, when there were lots of complications, when there, I had lots of struggles. I was doing a lot of things I didn't want to do, didn't know how to do, um, doing a lot of things for the first time. And um, it was very complicated. But when I um, overcame those obstacles, those complications, that's when I felt most um rewarded so basically the 
with a lesson learned, there's, there's, there's a balance in there. Something. It doesn't mean like it wasn't an invitation to JR to like sign me up for a whole bunch of public speaking engagements and make me do a whole bunch of crap that I don't want to do. Um, I, just, I, I need to find where that balance is. I'm not sure where it is. Because still, simplification is still good. I still want to simplify. But there's something in there that I'm missing. I'm not sure what it is. Well, I wish that I was at that dinner table because you would have gotten to see my eyes actually glaze over as they are right now. Mm-hmm. And because here's what I think, here's what I think you're saying means to me. I don't know if it's simplification or if it's essentialism. I mean, or minimalism. It's the same, same, same theme to me. Same concept. Okay. Okay. So yeah, because because I think you can simplify things, but it, there's a documentary out called Minimalism yeah. on Netflix. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is the theme of what they try to do is simplify their lives by getting rid of their stuff. They simplify their lives by uh, not consuming more. They simplify their lives by being around people that are like-minded like that. So I would say, yes, that you simplified your the, the way you run your business and the way you run your life, but I'm not sure by what. What, what did you, what do you think that you did? Just like I just used the example of the minimalists and they simplified it by blank. What did you specifically last year simplify it by doing what? I think a, a prime example of that is that we went entirely away from creating static content training programs that I have to mm-hmm. update kind of thing. Um, and so focusing entirely on the tr- training via um, webinars and got communities and blog posts, videos, that kind of thing, where it's all, no one expects me to go back and update it. Well, you know, I understand sometimes people expect you to update an old blog post, but I don't. And so that was, I think, a prime example of, of me simplifying. I mean, other than that, um, there's been a lot of passing off, you know, passing off work that I had, I had been doing and, and giving it to somebody else. So while that's that probably is ideal that I'm not the best person to do some 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 things again there's a certain level of wow it feels really good when um most of the results are due to something you did even though you really didn't have any idea what you're doing and my dog agrees or maybe she disagrees <laughs> she's disagreeing <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact i think i just this this fireball has me speaking dog language because this this is what she just said. Um, she said John also simplified his life by having less emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said John said no more uh, to things. She added What'd something else. She added something else right there. I don't know if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so so then she said that what what are, she's still adding stuff right now now I'm confused on what else she's saying but 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 I I totally agree with you I agree that delegating was part of last year I think hiring people simplifies things a bit 
I think, um, I almost think just by doing less is also simplifying. And what I mean by less uh, is kind of less blogging, uh, less campaigning, meaning marketing. Because I would, I don't think that we marketed heavy last year. Would you say? What would you say? Um, I I think we definitely marketed, but what certain things I didn't do, I didn't write nearly as many blogs, blog posts, mm-hmm. and partially. And to be very clear about why, it, it, I I sometimes feel guilty for not doing it, but at the same time, it's been five years. I put in all that work for five years, and now I'm reaping those those rewards. So part of it's that I get traffic easily now no matter what I do, whether I write a new blog post or not. Now I've got this really very large email list. And so these things um, are there whether I decide to write another blog post this week or not. So uh, you could call that laziness, but I also say it's like, it's again, maximizing and simplifying and understanding that I don't, you know, if it's not necessary, um, then maybe this other thing is a higher priority. So um, that's one thing I did, but absolutely email, man. I, I hate email. And part was just because of, again, it's five years of business. So there's so many people who have my email address. Um, and it's, so, so it's just noise, white noise I get out of my email. And um, so I think in the past, I, was, I always felt obligated to reply to everybody. And now I don't, which really helps. Now, it's a double-edged sword because... Fewer relationships are being built, but fewer obligations, though, too. Because <laughs> so I get a lot of unsolicited emails you know, on stuff. Um, and I, I'm talking about to my personal email address, not to business. And then um, beyond that, I, figured, I think there's one other thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think in the past, um, even though I wouldn't say I got a ton of, say, speaking engagement requests and things like that, in 2015, um, it, I think I was, I felt more guilty about saying no to things. I think I felt like in 2015, I, I feel like, um, if I didn't say, uh, I think we, we continued conversations much longer with people about looking to partner or looking for me to do some public speaking or all this stuff. We had these grand partnerships that potentially could happen and then they didn't. Um, what I've learned over the year, especially, is that I really don't like to partner. Uh, it's just, it becomes way too complicated. Um, and I think so really what's happened is we've been able to, I think, uh, notice that immediately when someone writes to us with an opportunity that it's not a good fit instead of wasting our time. Um, I feel like we did a lot of that in the past. So, I mean, yeah. What do you think? That makes sense. So, but so what about this? So, you simplified it by doing all those things. What what could you have done better last year at simplifying? Because those are those all worked. And but you said there it was a less rewarding year. But what could you have done better to simplify? I still need a better routine, and so I'm, okay. that's one thing. It's it's really funny because I look back. Um, a year ago, I think tomorrow, I installed, um, what's it called, Day One, which is a journaling application. 
uh, on both my computer and my phone and actually my iPad. And it's because I was all gung-ho about being more organized and doing better things, doing things differently. And I wrote through like March <laughs> and I stopped. And of course, when did I pick up again? A couple days ago, right after the new year. Um, so, you know, I'm finding that there's certainly a lot of things I could do better. And like I tried to put together a routine for myself last year. I'm trying the same thing again, learning from maybe my mistakes last time. Um, but I'm finding again, it's just, it's just difficult because you say I want to set aside a certain amount of time to do certain things. Things come up, uh, especially when you're a dad and uh, you got lots of responsibilities. And um, Lisa will ask me to, you know, take the dog to the doggy daycare or whatever, you know. And so just responsibilities come up. So that's the one thing, you know, I've definitely learned that's that's difficult and I'm still struggling to find a routine because without a routine, that's how I end up get, getting away from blogging once a week and staying on that. Um, I th- what I've found is easiest to keep a routine when I'm obligated, right? When people are expecting it. So for PHC, for example, Power Heroes Club, they expect I do a webinar every single Wednesday at two o'clock my time. And I've never missed one. Um, so as long as that expectation's there, I'm good. Otherwise, if I have to hold myself accountable and then other things come up, that's been my biggest struggle. So, so back to the routine. So I've been reading a bit about morning routines because I think in order to get into a day habit, you have to start with a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. What's your morning ritual? So I'm trying to set a new one. Uh, the last couple of days, I've been setting my alarm for 6:30, which is incredibly aggressive for me. Like I'm someone who will easily sleep in until eight. Um, so 6:30, and then I've been getting up, making myself breakfast, and now I'm starting to work in this. This is gonna sound really cheesy. I've been working in uh, meditation. Like I've got a meditation app. Just need something to kind of get me on the right track because I'm kind of I carry too much stress in the morning um we get on our call at eight in the morning I take go with Lisa to take JJ to school at 8 15 or 8 20 and um come back and then um usually that's when I start catching up with work and uh and I run um so I I think it's important though that I've getting up at 6.30 because in the past, a lot of that stuff, like making breakfast and whatnot, wasn't starting until I got home taking JJ to school. And then next thing you know, I really haven't done anything work-wise, and it's the lunchtime. <laughs> so um, that, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what, what I'm striving for right now, is just getting up earlier and not necessarily getting to work right away, but doing things and getting active. Well, so achievement to me sounds like that's the Kickstarter for you for the day. And some of this reading that I've been doing of successful people, they make their bed Mm -hmm. as the first thing to start. (laughs) Like literally, so there's a sense of accomplishment. Yep. I think uh, meditation is absolutely part of it to start a day to clear your head. Um, Some people do... 10 reps of something physical, 
if it's burpees, push-ups, sit-ups, whatever it is, just 10 reps of it. Uh, grateful. Gratefulness is also another practice that I've, that I've noticed is that some people start the day off with, you know, part of meditation saying what they're grateful for and then saying what would make that day a great day. And I, I love that. You know, I love that, and I do that as well. And then I, I add in, you know, taking care of my dog, you know, walking her. And um, most importantly, I think the the idea of a win streak is keeping a win streak going. And this is kind of like in baseball, the same thing is like, what does a win look like today? You know, what would what did a win look like yesterday? So part of that meditation and reflection absolutely has to do with getting my mind uh, situated into what kind of day I want to have. So, no, that's cool. I, I like that because I wanted to definitely understand your routine. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I want to interrupt real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, just something yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking about here. It makes me appreciate anyone who works at a, at a normal job, a normal grind job, who doesn't have the freedom to, to wake up when they want, to exercise and to run and do do things in the middle of the day, um, to meditate, I, like I have no idea how you stay in shape and how you take care of yourself personally when you're on a grind of an expectation that you're on the clock from eight to five or whatever it is, and plus fighting through traffic and everything else. When the hell do you have time to just unwind? So, and I'm I'm realizing that more and more because even now with all this freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it, it's like I don't. There's just not enough time in the day. Like I want to read more. When the hell are people reading? Like, do I I think you have to like completely cut out TV altogether? But even then, it's like, well, that's kind of like my time for me and Lisa to spend together watching the show or something. So I want to journal. I want to read more. I want to, you know, make sure I stay on top of exercising. And I want to take a walk every day. Like, how in the world do you do all that stuff and meditate? Like, how do you do all that stuff? Get good, have good meals, and take care of business, and be a parent, and be a, a spouse. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. I, so he, here's what I believe works: is that you have a mindset that says forty percent. This is no different than baseball. A, a slugger percentage. What's a slugger percentage? Three hundred. Slugging percentage. All right, slugging slugger. <laughs> but so you got slugging percentage. You got on base percentage. What, what are you looking for here? What, what are you going at? I'm going for what would be an amazing slugging percentage. Oh, you know, a really good one would be in this five five fifty to six hundred range. Okay, so sixty percent. No, 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 no. So you're looking for percentages. So like an on base percentage of four hundred would be a really good on base percentage. Okay, so four, four, so forty percent. You're on base four percent of the time. Yeah. So tell me this: if you could do forty percent of your morning ritual and daily habits every day, would would you be happy? I don't know because that makes it really hard to keep a routine if that if that's the case. Because what what I've found happens with me is as soon as I miss a day or two, that's an excuse to miss another day or two, and then I just stop doing it. So it may okay. it may be just a matter of 
you know, simplifying again and having more realistic expectations of myself as far as what I should actually accomplish in a certain day. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. All right, so we talked about the theme for last year, talked about kind of the theme for this year. You just didn't know that you, I was walking you down that path because the theme for this year is getting you into that better routine, that, that better morning ritual to where you feel, you know, some achievement. I want to go back to something you said over the last four years, and I want to find out what you think about the idea of overnight success, because there are people that at the beginning of the year are thinking they're going to start a business. They're going to get in this Facebook advertising game. They're going to be a John Loomer. What What is your advice to those people that are just starting about the idea of overnight success? Um, I mean, I'll say, first of all, that never say never, right? But if you're setting yourself up thinking that you're going to have overnight success, um, you should, you should make sure you have realistic, realistic expectations and plan B if that doesn't happen. Because for the vast majority of people, it takes time. And I, I think for me, it actually took a lot less time than most people. And I mean, that first year was the longest struggle. But even then, um, it was less than a year that I was really getting noticed. I mean, way less than a year. I was really getting noticed. Um, didn't really start making money, though, um, during that first year. But so I, th- I think that you need to go into it realistically, kind of like a, a building block plan, a five-year plan. And it's easy for me to say that now that I'm beyond five years. But um, I'm, I benefit so much now off of all of that work I did in year one and year two, especially. I mean, those two years were just a grind. I wrote like crazy and I did everything I could. I'd made a lot of mistakes. And I think that's the key too, is like you learn so much about yourself and what works and what doesn't by doing a lot of things and making a lot of mistakes and finding, finding what works and what doesn't. Whereas if it's just like, um, you expect to just hit the ground running. I mean, and you could, again, you could be different than me. You could have a long history of working for the man, building businesses for, for somebody else, but you know exactly how you're going to do it. Um, that I don't think is normal. For me, I'm, I think I was pretty normal in that I had no freaking clue what I was going to do. In that case, um, two years of a gr- complete grind were necessary. So I think we need to look at it as building blocks where you're doing everything for a purpose. You're not saying, okay, my first thing is I'm going to do is I'm going to sell this product and I'm just going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to sell a thousand units and all this stuff. And like, who are you going to sell to? Like, uh, why, why would they buy your product? So, um, so it's about creating content. It's about building audiences and everything has a purpose so that one day, maybe five years later, like we're, we're here now, everything becomes a lot, lot easier because if all I did was try to sell crap five years ago, um, I'd be grinding right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would, you would be. So I, I, I like where you're going with that because it causes me to reflect on a book that I'm reading called Smart Cuts. And it's just about this philosophy that sometimes shortcuts are cheap and lazy and, you know, just kind of trying to do a workaround. And I think, you know, a lot of people do 
a lot of shortcuts when you're trying to start a business. And there's a way to do it smartly. And as I say that, are there any smart cuts that come to mind for you in the first year? And, and I'm going to preface this by saying, if I were starting a business today, what would some of those smart cuts be that could speed up progress? Yeah, I think the one thing I learned that I did right in that first year is while I was really tight on spending any money, I, 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 think, yeah, I think I spent like $5,000 in year one. And, but one thing I did is I did a lot of exchange of services. So I think that's, that's a good route to take. So you're not necessarily taking a shortcut. Um, you're getting high-quality service in return for something that you're doing for somebody else, which also keeps mm-hmm. you sharp because you're, you're doing something that hopefully is consistent with, with uh, your services and products. So I think that's probably the... Is that bartering? Are you talking about yeah, bartering? it's really bartering, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but, you know, otherwise... Um, I just, I just have, I think shortcuts are just bad overall. Um, mm-hmm. it's a matter of, like, I wish I would have invested in things, um, earlier, way earlier than I did. Um, I mean, it's just easy for me to say that though. Like now it's like, well, yeah, of course I will pay the extra amount for this higher quality product or service. And why, why wouldn't I do that? Because I've, I've gone through five years of like, suffering some pains of not getting the best possible product at the time. Um, but so I, so I guess my point is, in the early going, um, I wouldn't necessarily look at it as I need to have the highest quali- quality service from somebody or this highest quality software or whatever. Um, because you're probably still feeling your way, though, too. So ex- experiment, try things, see what works, what doesn't. Um, but just keep in mind that if you're just trying to save $10 a month, is that going to cost you long-term? And I think that's something I wish I would have thought about more clearly back in the day, even last year. Like, I feel like it really wasn't until past six to nine months or so that I've been freer with, oh yeah, let's stop wasting our time and money on stuff that is just okay. Let's do it the right way. Yeah. So now we're 2017 and you're starting to talk more about entrepreneurship and I'm interested in, are you going to start sharing more of your entrepreneurship journey or tips, techniques, and tools or a little bit of both this year? I think so. I think so. I mean, that's the plan. Um, it's something we, you and I have always kind of thrown around uh, for a lot of reasons. Like I'm getting older, but I'm not close to retirement yet. And I actually, retirement kind of scares me. Like on, on one hand, it's like I could potentially make a whole bunch of money and retire in five years. But I don't know if I want that. Like as, I, as I've seen the last year, as things get kind of easier, um, they might be less fulfilling. And I need to be fulfilled. But anyway, the point being is, this business hopefully will be around 10 years from now. Facebook more than likely will be around 10 years from now too, but is there a point where 
uh, maybe I, I want to switch, talk about something else. Um, and Facebook is definitely not evergreen, right? Um, not everything. I don't even think the, the topic of business is truly evergreen, but a lot of the topics we could talk about could last, you know, two, three years as opposed to two, three months with Facebook. So, you know, we've thrown this idea around a lot. And I think with, uh, until, you know, before we actually create a product that's centered around being an entrepreneur, for example, and all the things I've learned over the last five plus years, um, I wanted to experiment. So as we talk, I've got a draft of a blog post I was going to write and I haven't published it yet. And it's kind of a scary thing because I've not gone off the topic of Facebook in a long time. Um, but we'll see how it's received. Well, what's the topic? What's the topic? From nothing is the title. Okay. So from nothing, just talking about how, um, you know, look, looking back five and a half years, this all came from nothing. But additionally, that really kind of along the themes of some of the stuff we're talking about, um, it's not, it wasn't your prototypical uh, success story, what you think of with a business, that I, I'm an, someone who's like in this hustle mind, mindset that wants to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week on holidays and weekends and travel the world and um, overnight success and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that, that I had some sort of necessary training that you don't have. Um, so that, that's kind of at least the concept behind that blog post where it's supposed to be kind of a first step, hopefully, and that going forward, then we'll start getting more specific if it's received well. And then, um, yeah, Ultimately, thinking free webinar, if people attend the free webinar, then we'll actually do a training program for that too. So this is all concurrent. So doing it while we're doing all the other Facebook stuff. So anyone who just wants to hear about Facebook, don't, don't worry about it. So, so with that said, and I, I'm looking back five, six years ago, if there was a John Loomer before John Loomer, and what I mean is now that you've got five years of experience and now that you are prepared to share kind of what to expect, you know, when starting a business or running a business, sharing some of the software and sharing some of the things that we use backstage, was there a person that you looked to to try to mimic or did was or was or there wasn't? Oh, there are a lot. So I would say, especially in that first year, it was all about research and reading and taking a lot of advice, some good, some bad, because I had no clue what to do otherwise. I couldn't just like, without ever having any of this experience creating a business, uh, creating, starting a blog and all that stuff, I couldn't just create it all um, off the top of my head. I needed some guidance. So that meant, as a result, probably doing some things that I wouldn't have done it the same way looking back. But... There are a lot of people I was reading that helped. So Marcus Sheridan, Chris Brogan, pro blogger, copy blogger. Uh, uh, I mean, there are a whole bunch of people. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. And, uh, Mark Schaefer, there's a whole bunch of people just kind of scratching the surface there that, that were around five years ago that I was listening to. Heidi Cohen was another one, too. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. It wasn't a matter of me, oh, I know what I'm doing and how I'm going to create this business. I had to have some sort of guidance getting started. Well, I, I love the idea of 2017 that you're going to be packaging this guidance because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're, you're going to help fast track 
you're going to give some smart cuts. Uh, you're going to share some of the tools and techniques that you've learned through the years to help those out there that want to get in the entrepreneurship game. So uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. And you know, the other thing I have to be conscious of is things have certainly changed. Like, it, I, I think, and Jay Barrett, another another person I, I listened to, but I think I was, I think it might have even been Jay Barrett who had, I've, I've heard spoke about this. It may, it may have been like an argument with uh, Mark Schaefer. Now that I think about it, about could you replicate what you did then now? And I don't, I don't know if I could because it's been five years. It's a completely different uh, landscape. Um, so, but I think it's still similar. So there's still certain concepts that we can apply from what I did five years ago to today. So for example, I create a whole bunch of content. Now today, that doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean you're going to write a whole bunch of blog posts. Now you could, and you probably should at least write some. But today, video, I mean, just you can also create a whole bunch of video if you're more comfortable doing that, because that can be really useful too. So it's also a matter of not just going back five years ago and say, this is how I did it. You, now you do, do what I did. Um, first of all, I think that's crazy. Don't, don't ever do exactly what I did five years ago. But it's learning from what happened, but also recognizing that things have changed today, too. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, buddy. Well, I, you went through all of what I wanted to talk about. You went through lessons learned, the morning routines, the overnight success, and now finally kind of the entrepreneurship conversation. So I think right. it's time for you to pick up the tab. Oh, here we go. I just finished my drink too. I just threw it down there as you were talking. Did you, did you uh, pour your second shot? No way. One's <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, yeah, I called over the bartender. I paid your tab for that silly shot, um, as I always do. But thanks again for being on, JR. Where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at BackupCEO and always online at backupceo.com alright man thanks again happy new year until next time do awesome things we're out